0: Welcome to the Ripple Effect Martial Arts Podcast. Hey, everybody. We're here with Miss Rebecca Quillen today. And her roles span a a, a wide breadth in the martial arts and teaching and parenting and training. So let's get started. Miss Quillen, thank you for being here.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm really excited.
0: (laughs) Tell us first, how did you... Come to begin training in martial arts?
1: I think, like a lot of adults, we had one of our sons express interest in learning how to punch and kick. And I literally went to Google and I said, places to punch and kick. And the first place that popped up was Ripple Effect Martial Arts in Longmont. Of course, we went in for that first evaluation class, and it was for my second son. But I was in there with all four kids because my husband was on a business trip, and so I had to have everybody with me, right? And we're in there, and of course, they're super fun and engaging. And by the end of it, all four of my boys were like, you're not letting him just do this. We all have to do this, right? And the littlest one was still too small, but that's kind of how we got started. I watched my kids train all summer and we hit September and school year hit and some different things changed and my job got really stressful and life got really stressful. And Miss Chrissy and Miss Lucricio, both of them were like, you know what you need? You need to punch something. I was like, no, 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 no. And they finally got me out there on the mat and they were absolutely right. I had so much fun. And now you guys are never going to get rid of me. So that's (laughs) kind of how I started alongside my kids. Just took a little bit longer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So for everybody listening, your role at Ripple Effect Martial Arts is not just as the mother of black belts, not just as a black belt yourself, but you also instruct
1: Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I was a music teacher. And like I said, that fall, a lot of things changed in my job and it got really stressful really fast. One of my, we had two music teachers K through eight for all 600 students and it went down to one music teacher. And I got really stressed out. And then, as everybody knows, the world got really stressed out in March of 2020. And I pushed through that year. And I thought really hard going into the next year and decided to resign um, and homeschool my own sons. And I just, I took a lot, a lot, a lot of classes and I loved all of the classes and I loved being there. It was like my favorite place to be. I don't know if you've read the book, Start With Why by Simon Sinek, but I had just kind of gone through that book and I was thinking, you know, my why is I love to help people find the best version of themselves. And I was really struggling doing that in the school system, but I saw proof of that happening every time I was in ripple effect. And By that fall, I went to Master Wagner. I was like, I know I have a blue belt on my waist. I know I'm not high enough rank to become a junior instructor, but when I am, if you don't think I'm too old and it's too weird, I would really like to learn how to do this. And he was like, whoa, definitely not too old. And yes, I will teach you how to kick kids in the face, basically. (laughs) Master Wagner's um, humor. So that ended up having me accelerate. I did blue and high blue at the same time. And so that that January, I had a red belt on my waist so I could start junior instructor training.
0: A lot of people listening, I think, will remember that Seinfeld episode where Kramer was kicking kids in the face in karate. So I know you say it's humor, right? But... It is also, what is that like, you know, sparring against kids or showing them how to punch and kick? What's that like compared to school teaching?
1: It's, it's different in the fact that it's more physical, right? But it's really, it's the same idea. You're trying to show them to teach them that the knowledge in the curriculum, the skills that they can apply, inspiring and all of those different things, you're just demonstrating that on them. And of course, you have to have a lot of self-control if you're working with a small human. One of the things that I love that's different about doing it at Ripple Effects, just the system that we have, we look at the students, each student individually and what that student is capable of doing and how they're going to grow. And it's really hard to do that in the school system where you have lots of kids and this is the standard every kid has to hit. And while we want them all to have the same knowledge and that similar skill set, we really are looking at that individual growth and everybody's black belt journey looks different. And so I think that's the biggest difference.
0: There, I, I imagine there are some similarities there in musical instruction. Uh, whether within an organizational system like a public school system or individual instruction, everyone is going to have a different outcome when it comes to learning their instrument and expressing themselves. Uh, Mm -hmm. And yet there are still the scales to learn, the meters and exercises and everything. And there seems some parallel, I'm speaking Mm -hmm. musician to musician here, but and black belt to black Mm -hmm. belt when it comes to learning karate, there isn't a specific outcome. It's a a kind of development. There's a book that you are in charge of instructing. It's called Verbal Judo. Is that right?
1: Yes. That's a book that we're doing right now in our lead talks. Lead talks is kind of, that was my leadership project. So I started doing that with the 7 Habits. But right now we are doing Verbal Judo by um, Dr. Thompson. And yeah, that's what we're doing right now. It's a lot of fun. We get to pick those books. We get to help the kids kind of digest the big concepts. And we do it in the mat format. So we're still hitting all of those different learning styles. And we're applying lots of fun drills. And hopefully teaching them life skills so that they can go out and be the leaders we hope them will be.
0: Can you explain... Briefly, what verbal judo helps kids with?
1: Yes. So, the idea behind verbal judo is that we use our words to handle conflict, right? That is our, our preference. You're going to be in conflict with people. So, how are you tactical in your responses? One of the big approaches here is one um, we're talking about having Mushin, which is that samurai concept of staying nice and calm, right? So, how do you you learn to have stay calm when somebody isn't calm and they want to be in conflict with you. How do you handle that situation? And then, two, how do you use your words in a tactical way? Because as human beings, we want to have this natural response which takes their energy and escalates it and goes back. The idea behind verbal judo is a lot like sparring, where You don't want to meet aggression with aggression. You want to have a smart response. You want to be tactical about it. You want to figure out how to block. You want to deflect and then use um, a smart tactic to get in there. Right. The same idea with verbal judo. You want to be smart about how you handle the situation, deflect their energy back. And so there's different kinds of we call them word blocks. And there's different approaches of how you're going to handle depending on what the comment is. So if we're using a funny word block, that's the first one, right? If someone calls you, oh, that shirt, that shirt is awful on you. You just look so ugly in that shirt. Then you might really want to just floor them, make them look at you like you have no idea what's going on. And so you might respond with, oh, thanks for noticing. I really thought this shirt would highlight my ugly, have a great day, right? That's gonna stop the bully right in the face of, wow, that was not the reaction I was looking for. And most likely if they are a typical bully, they're not gonna do this again because that was uncomfortable and they did not get the response they wanted. Yeah, so that's basically verbal judo in a nutshell.
0: That's really interesting. How young are kids when they can kind of grasp these concepts or start to utilize them?
1: In our lead talks, we've had students as young as five in there and they're having a lot of fun and they're doing it. And the parents are getting engaged and doing it right alongside them. It's been a lot of fun. So we've had kids from five all the way to some of our adult students in Longmont. We've had the whole gamut and everybody's been participating. And I think everybody's gaining different skills out of it. It's great.
0: As a parent, as well as a student, one of the thrills, and I'm, you described it too, is seeing your kids be able to perform physical actions that you, you know, like spinning hook kicks or something, or, or, or just a one, two punch and you're just going, oh, wow. Okay. Like they're kind of, they're doing a front stance or something. This is really cool that they're able to do this. And then to be able to see them interact. And this happens a lot too, with people on the sidelines or something, you know, Hey, go out and say hi to somebody you don't know. That can be as frightening as staring a punch in the face down. For a kid and um practicing these kind of skills, it's really valuable. For your boys, do they practice these kind of skills with each other? Is it helpful to you as a parent?
1: We're trying to make it helpful as a parent. (laughs) We'll be we'll be honest on that. Some days, yes. Some days I can hear it coming out and they get it. And then other days, because they're they're brothers and we're together all the time, they push each other's buttons and they engage in that conflict. So like everything, it's finding that balance and continuing to work on those skills and, and bringing it back. You know,
0: Do you ever reference uh, karate or training or Master Wagner or, or, or an instructor when it comes to discipline around the house?
1: Oh, all the time. <laughs> all the time. In fact, I think it's, it's one of the um, the funniest Things is people will sometimes look at us like, "Wow, you are a strange family." But you know, we'll be out and about, and they start bickering. "Wow, well, that's not using kind words with your brother." So you guys are going to do ten partner push-ups right now. And so wherever we are, we'll start at, stop at the park, and they have to do ten partner push-ups and push through that together. And they have to do it as a team, right? <laughs> Depending on the and, and the people look at us like, "Why did you just have them do?" and, and wow. They're being nicer to each other. Wow. Because it's just like a a moment of this is how we're going to address it. And so as a family, both my husband and I use a lot of things that we've learned from karate in our our family.
0: Well, same here. The the push-up thing was the greatest thing I ever learned, I think. Okay, well, that's five push-ups. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you're getting stronger as you're thinking about what you did to have me ask you to do that. So one thing that I really appreciate about you is how you bring metaphor uh, to illustrate concepts. And the, I think it was a year ago, the black belt immersion uh, was coming up and you had a demonstration with a rock and a cup of water. Can you to talk about that?
1: So I was... I saw the word, you know, I knew our word of the month was going to be immersion. And I was like, this is going to be a hard concept, especially for our younger students. And I was was like, hopefully, Master Wagner won't mind. I'm going to bring a a visual aid onto the mat. (laughs) So I brought in a glass of a glass and I had the water in it and I brought in a rock. And I was like, this is Mr. Rock. Everybody say hi to Mr. Rock. And the kids all laughing and saying hi to the rock. It's like Mr. Rock wants to learn all about water can he learn about water right here very well? They're like, well, sort of, he can observe it. He can see it. And I was like, great. What's the best way to teach him? Put him in a little bit and get him a little wet or just drop him in all the way. And they were like, Oh, get him all the way wet. So we, you know, we put Mr. Rock all the way in, we immersed him completely in the, in the water. Right. And I was like, now here's the cool thing. He's been in the water. He's been experiencing it. It's around him. It's all a part of it. And then you bring it out and the rock is still wet. It's wet, right? And the rock is wet. It's been changed by that experience. The wetness is still around it. And over time, it dries back out again. If the rock wants to still have that experience of being in the water again, it just has to reimmerse itself. And then I tied that into that's a lot what the Black Belt Immersion Weekend is all about, right? We do all this training. We experience a lot of martial arts things. But when you go for three straight days and everything is Black Belt, everything is martial arts, you are so immersed in it. You come out changed. And over time, just like that that rock is constantly put in that water over and over and over again, it will physically change. It will change its shape because of erosion, right? We do the same thing. We change. We have that experience with us, and each time it chips away a little bit more at us, and it erodes us as well in a positive way.
0: That's really interesting. The idea of erosion. We talk a lot about growth and development and strength building, but that requires expense, right? It's similar with. I see a cello in your in your background, and anybody who wants to improve at an instrument your digits <laughs> erode a little bit and they become stronger. And that's a, especially with kids, a really kind of a hard thing to encourage or keep up with. Uh, for yourself as a parent, can you explain that erosion process of the black belt training or how you went through that? What it felt like.
1: How the black belt training has changed me, eroded me. Is that what you're asking?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, you know when we um, write those essays about what, what does it mean to be our black belt, and my essay was, for me, it means to thrive. And I talked about a little bit how my journey, I, I, when you first start as a parent, and you're like in the, in the midst of it, and you're overwhelmed, and, you know, I had four boys in fairly quick su- succession, and so I was super overwhelmed, but everything became about them like taking care of them, getting all the things done and moving forward and doing all of this stuff. And one of the things that the black belt journey really taught me was it was, it's okay to stop and take care of what I need to take the time I need to take moments of growth that I need, because then I can turn around and I can bring that back and be a better mom to these kids. Right. And that was a big part of that process for me. It's okay for me to take time and work on my own development of doing pushups, which was a lot harder for me than I think it was for my sons. Right. And it's good for me to do this. One, I can really relate to what you're doing, but two, I'm, I'm growing as a person. I'm becoming a better person and a stronger person and a person who's more aware of, all kinds of different things and it's easier for me then to continue to teach you does that make sense
0: yeah do your friends and relatives know that you train or or about your uh, black belt experience
1: yeah I, they do i i mean it's i think it's hard not to notice or you know it's actually it was really cool because my uncle who is a music professor. And I thought, Oh, he's going to think I've gone completely insane, right? He's going to think I'm completely insane because I've changed my life path so drastically. And we had the longest conversation in around Christmas time. And he was like, I don't know what you're doing, but on your Christmas card. You look like you are in such great shape and you sound so happy. And then we ended up talking for like an hour about all things Taekwondo. And it was so cool. And it was such a fun conversation. And he was like, I am so happy you found something you're so passionate about. Right. And so I was worried he was going to be upset. And and in, in reality, he was just like, this is super cool. This is super cool. And I'm so excited you're doing it. You know?
0: That's awesome. I yeah. I'm sure you hear a lot from people who don't identify as musicians. I, I I'm just not musical, or I never learned to play an instrument. I don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, and you know, my response is always, "Well, have you tried it? You know, let's yeah. let's try to get into it a little bit." Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people are like that with martial arts. You earned a black belt. Wow, I could never do that. I'm not flexible, things like that. Do you have any perspective on that kind of doubt when it comes to people who are are thinking about getting into the martial arts?
1: Yes, I mean, we have, especially the adults. The adults are the ones who are more hesitant. They're like, I'm not sure I could do that. Or sometimes they have hesitancy about their kid going, yeah, I mean, did you see how squirrely they are? Are you sure you can really work with that? Yes, that's kind of what this is all about, right? That's what this is all about. So, yes, I mean, that is a conversation that happens a whole lot. And a a lot of times I'll just bring up even my own personal experience of, yeah, I remember my very first class, I walked out on the mat and I looked right at Master Wagner and I was like, I can't do push-ups. And I have been told by PE teachers that I will never be able to do push-ups and they are like the bane of my existence. So don't expect me to do push-ups. Well, you know how many push-ups I have to do now, like a lot. <laughs> so it's it's funny because as you go through the process, I was like, you're gonna be so surprised. The whole martial arts process is about realizing that you can do more than you think you can. You can always do more than you think you can. And you may start with this mentality, but as you work and as you develop that growth mindset, that power of yet that you have to have along this journey, you are going to be so surprised by what you can do, by what your kid can do, by what you do as a family. Whether you're the coach on the sideline or you're the parent training right alongside your kid, you are going to be shocked how this process takes you further than you think it
0: can. Thank you for listening to the Ripple Effect Martial Arts Podcast. Find episodes and more at RippleEffectMartialArts.com.